your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what to it do? It's your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Sofrito Speaks, episode 8 of season 6. It feels very quiet in this room. And if you're wondering why I'm sitting alone in a solo frame shot, it's because Nina's on vacation. She went to go enjoy the holidays. I don't know where. I didn't ask. It's none of my business. But I wish my sis a good trip. And I wanted to challenge myself and see if I can do a solo episode. Is it possible? I guess we'll find out in a good 45. Um, let's head over to our first section, which is El Chisme, the part of the show where we let you know what had us fucked up or jodio as in us. I mean, me still adjusting here. Okay. Give me some time. Um, so, Ruben, what had you fucked up this past week? This past week, um, it was a busy week. It was a very busy week. I had to get my girls ready for a pretty big show at Lawrence High School's homecoming. Um, and that took up majority of my stress level this week because uh, they were premiering a new set. And uh, if you're a dancer, then you know the pressure that it is that is behind, um, you know, your crew releasing a new set to the public. It's kind of just like, you know, you're going to be judged. You're going to be looked at. You're going to be critiqued. Um so there's all that pressure and me with, you know, with the girls, obviously, I'm just a choreographer. Uh, I try not to get on stage with them unless, you know, we're a member short and we need the help, then I'll jump in. Um, but especially with my knee issues recently, um, I don't really put myself in that space to perform with them. So that took up major- majority of my stress this week. Um you know, working with teenagers is not easy. Working with kids is not easy, but it is, you know, it faces its challenges, but it comes with a great reward and just, you know, they did amazing. I was so proud of them. Like I had a knot in my throat. I was like, oh my God, they look so good. They look like a, such a good team. Um, the video doesn't do it justice because I was holding the video. I actually had to put the music over the original sound because I was screaming so loud like (laughs) I get really dance mom about my girls so um but yeah it was a good show it was a good time I had a great past few days I've been just kind of relaxing I've actually I don't know if I talked about this on here but I've actually been trying to work on transitioning from um you know drinking alcohol uh to more of a natural you know, smoking weed, and that's kind of been helping my anxiety um, and with the panic attacks, not overusing it. That's, I have to preface that because I think when you tell people that you smoke weed, they're like, oh my God, this guy's a druggie. They have that negative connotation behind it. But at the end of the day, the way that I see it is like this shit, this normal life is fucking boring. Why not just use a little bit of assistance to judge it up a little bit you know um when I was younger I used to smoke weed a lot I stopped at some point in my 20s and then developed like anxiety through it and then I found out more about it when I lived in California like they were like you know it depends on what you know what 
um, type of weed you smoke. You really need to find your type. And I was like, whoa, like, okay, well, I never looked at it like that. Um, So, yeah, I've been smoking a lot more recently and it's been kind of fun. Um, You know, just I'm a two hitter quitter, two puffs. And I'm like, you know, we're good for the next three years. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then uh, another thing that's probably had me fucked up is this goddamn weather. It is cold, people. For those of you guys who do not live in Massachusetts, it is cold. I mean, I heard on on Friday, Florida was at 45 degrees. Like, it is cold in the U.S. right now. There is an Arctic chill somewhere, you know, besides where it needs to be in the Arctic, period. Um, and I've been having to wear my coat, which is absolutely disgusting. Um, and I've been having to wear my good old ugh winter hat so it's been making fe- making me feel a lot better about going outside but yeah other than that i had a re- really normal week um i have therapy next week i'm super excited for it uh the show does it does seem a little different recording right now right because you know it's just me i don't have anybody to bounce this conversation off of but um when it came down you know nina telling me you know i'm leaving for the week uh this next episode will be up to you um, you know, I immediately thought of a couple people that I wanted to bring on, but I said to myself, why do you always have to rely on someone to have a conversation? Why can't you just challenge yourself and, and have that, you know, have that moment of just like seeing, can you do this by yourself? Right. Cause in the future, I'm not always going to have Nina, you know, I'm not always going to have, you know, whoever I decide to bring on, it's always just going to be me on this journey. So can I hold on a conversation? Can I engage with my listeners? Um, And I think I can do that. So here's to that. Let me know in the comments if you guys think it was a good episode, if it was a bad episode, if I seemed nervous, if I did a lot of ums, um, um, because I'm trying to like work on that as well. Challenges, challenges. That is one of the things we're going to be talking about in Caldero Talk. So if you are in your 30s or about to be in your 30s, by the way, Full disclaimer right here. Please stick around for the Caldero Talk because we're going to be talking that good shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's head over to our next section, which is... Ay, bendito. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Ay, bendito, the part of the show where we go through local headlines, global headlines, <clears throat> media headlines i'm sorry um right right okay so there's a lot going on this week y'all so we talk let's talk a little bit about shanquilla robinson and i'm sorry if i am um butchering that name this story is absolutely insane to me it i think has woken everybody up to the fact that like be very aware of the people you surround yourself with um so this young lady went to Mexico, I believe, with her group of friends. And uh, on the first night, within the first 24 hours of being there, um, they ended up jumping her. Or one of the girls that was on the trip ended up fighting with her. And there is alleged video uh, on the Internet. It has not been confirmed, uh, not at least not to my knowledge. Um, but it shows, you know, her so-and-so so so-called best friend holding a camera while she is getting physically assaulted and the girl you know she's naked she's clearly 
you know, intoxicated. So she's not able to defend herself. Um, she's just sitting there taking these blows. And then the best friend follows up with uh, at least hit back, you know. It was just kind of emotional to watch um, as a person who grew up in a rough environment. I've definitely seen situations like that play out. I've definitely been in the room when situations like that have played out. You kind of start to ask yourself why, you know, like, why are you doing this? Why are you guys doing this? Um, It just it's really it's a really sad situation to witness and then to hear that it you know it's still going on you're you know celebrating i think they were celebrating someone's birthday or they were on a vacation um i'm not really too sure um but to hear that you went somewhere with a group of friends you know you worked so hard to save up money and you're going with people that you think you know that you probably do have love for right because they're your friends um you think you guys are gonna have such a great time and and live it up and and you know create all these memories and then within the first 24 hours this pops off and you know now this you know this young queen has passed the group of friends uh left her body in mexico returned her belongings to her parents um made up a lie stating that this all happens because of alcohol poisoning which the uh, i'm blanking on the title of this of this person but um the person who checks your body when they did the autopsy um they you know, they ruled out that it didn't have to do with alcohol poisoning. She actually had a crack in the spine and a fracture, you know, I think in the in this in her head or something. I'm I'm not really too sure. Y'all know I don't always have all the facts. But um yeah, and it was just pretty crazy. Like now the parents are trying to figure this out. Something is not making sense. You know, the father, the grandmother, um, they're speaking out and they're like, you know, it's just not making sense. So the investigation is still un- under, you know, underway, and um, I hope justice is served, and I hope that this is a lesson for everybody. Um, me, as a person who does travel with strangers, uh, and when I say strangers, I mean people, you know, like my one of my best friends in New York, who I love, you know, there's never been any harm or anything. I love her to death, but at the end of the day, we're still kind of strangers, right, because we haven't, you know, really been we haven't been friends for so long we call ourselves like best friends obviously because we have that trust and that relationship and not that i would ever put her in harm and not that she would ever put me in harm but it just really like you start to really think about like you know who am i traveling with does this person know and i did go on a trip one time with um two people who was who were very close to me right um and you know just seeing how people switch up when they're in other places and they think that they've made it in life is absolutely insane. And that alone, that one trip to L.A. just like had let me know like everything I needed to know about this person. And I was like, I will never travel with you. Um, you know, thankfully, it wasn't as severe as this situation. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know, two things. Uh, one, know who you're traveling with before you travel with them. And if you are still not sure and you end up going on this trip, then the way that they act when they are where they are. Just take note because it means that this is who they really are. A lot of people tend to travel and start acting brand new because nobody knows them so they can act without fear Y'all know who you are. And that shit is corny as fuck to me, period. Um, So, yeah, those two lessons I would take away from that situation as I unlock my phone. Um, uh, This came up yesterday. 
Uh, Trey Songs, uh, according to Hollywood Unlocked, Trey Songs uh, accused of repeatedly punching women and pulling her hair in NYC bowling alley bathroom. <clears throat> and of course, Trey Songs denies his claims. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Are we? Are we surprised, Trey? Are we surprised that that happened? I didn't even read the details. Uh, I read the headline and I said to myself, Jesus, when are we going to hold this man accountable for his actions? Like, baby, I'm a firm believer where there is smoke, there is fire. Okay. And women have been crying out about Trey songs for a while. I think I was about to look over at Nina. <laughs> I think we touched on Trey songs a few episodes back, baby. Uh, the toxicity from this man and the way that the media kind of just lets it roll over. Like no one's really paying attention to this is insane to me. Um, you know, another person is coming out speaking about abuse from us, you know, from Trey songs. It's giving very R Kelly vibes. It's giving very much, you know, pretty soon some big, some major, more major, cause this is already pretty major, some more major news that's going to really harm his career. I mean, Trey songs hasn't had a hit and I don't know how long comment below if there, you know, if there has been a hit or hit the DM actually, cause this is a subscriber episode, but, um, yeah, like this is pretty intense. Um, so I end all that to say, yeah, I mean, I say all that to, to end it off on, we need to take a bigger look at Trey songs and what's going on behind the scenes because it's getting very smoky in that area. And I mean, Kiki Palmer came out and spoke up about Trey songs. Like, come on, a celebrity is now speaking up about him and we're still like putting a mask over it. Like, don't worry, don't worry until something major happens. And then everyone's going to start pointing those fingers. Like we told y'all we did this. Yeah. But nobody on his team, is clearing that air out. And I actually heard that in order to go to a Trey Songs party, you have to sign an NDA. Okay. So when whenever you go to a party and there's an NDA, baby, I mean, I'm going to sign it. <laughs> but I already know it's going to be some fuck shit going on up in there. So I, I'm going to leave that right there. You also have to leave your phone, apparently. You can't take your phone inside. Uh, there's a few rappers. I think Drake is one of them as well, where you have to sign NDAs and leave your phones. And we all know, you know, well, this is all alleged. We all don't know nothing. This is all alleged. But um, it's pretty crazy to think. Um, just going through Hollywood Unlocked today. I don't really have anything that I had, like, bookmarks or anything. Um, we can talk about Mr. Trumpity Trump, 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 who I really want to minimize the coverage um on Donald Trump cuz I don't want to get any I don't want to wake up the inner beast in a lot of people cuz you know a lot of people are rooting for this man especially in the Latino community which is wild to me cuz it's like yeah you're light skin but if it came down to it we'd be on the boat together Tupida. um so yeah, apparently he's announced that he's going to become the president again. I think it is absolutely insane that he's even allowed to run. Okay, can we talk about how our, you know, policies, how our laws are so outdated that this can happen? Um, I, it's weird to me that this man is not in jail. Like money really rules the world. Like this is insane. Um, and then the fact that a lot of people are coming out and like, I was I've been watching my IG stories and sorry, I don't know what is going on with my nose, but it is itchy, baby. Um, 
I've been watching my IG stories, and I'm like, let me see who's reposting Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to I wanna start investigating. Because if I see a little, like, yay, or he, at least he got us 1500 At least he got us a stimmy. Yeah, you idiot. That's why we're all paying more right now. Because of that. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking out for any Trump supporters because they're immediately getting removed. Family, friends, foe. I don't give a fuck. I am removing it. I don't have the time for it. I don't have the energy to sit on my Instagram that I love and enjoy to sit there and watch you post or watch it come up about Donald Trump. It just will not happen this time around. So this is a warning. <laughs> um, and then we got... I, I I swear to you guys, there's like, it's like itching inside the skin right there. And it always makes me think about this TikTok on how I saw um, about parasites in your body. And so it's like, it makes you wonder, like, do you have a parasite in your nose? But it's like a weird itch. Does anybody else get that? That's super weird. And it keeps coming back. It goes away and it comes back. It goes away and it comes back. So I'm not picking my nose, even though I love to do that, period. <laughs> um... Let's see. We also have. Oh, wait a minute. Today is the gag. Today is Joe Biden's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Joe Biden. Happy birthday. Um, uh, also on Blue on uh, Hollywood Unlocked, Blueface attempted murder case. His lawyer says he's being overcharged in Las Vegas shooting. So. Out of nowhere. Right. Um, Blueface has gotten arrested. If you don't know who Blueface is, then you're lucky. Because the story behind this wannabe rapper is annoying. Um, but anyways, uh, so he got caught in Las Vegas. They pulled up on him. Apparently, I didn't see the video, but apparently I heard on The Breakfast Club that, like, the it was very it was a very aggressive, like, arrest. Like, you would have thought this man, like, did some real crazy shit. I mean, what he did was crazy, but... Or what he allegedly did was crazy. Um, I didn't even know this was going on. I didn't know there was an investigation on him. I didn't know that um, he was being looked at for murder. Where did we go left? Um, according to, you know, a lot of YouTube little, you know, those little documentaries that they do on artists. Like, according to those, like, Blueface was a really good, like, kid growing up. And then he, like, got into all of this. Um, and then he's with that girl, um... Krishan Rock, I think is her name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. But she, you know, she boxes and, you know, is supposedly fit, is missing a tooth. That's all I know about, you know, about her. Um, and from what it looks like, is a very beautiful girl and, you know, can be something, but is wrapped up in this toxic love. And it just like every time I see them, it brings me back to when I was like 15, 16 and I was in a toxic relationship. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm Krishan Rock, except I have my teeth. Thank God. Um, but, yeah, that was me. Um, um, and it's a really sad situation. So he's arrested and they are trying to get him out of jail. And, um, you know, it. I did see somewhere that he's doing all of this or he did all of this because he's trying to get out of his record deal. I didn't read too much into it, but from what I'm thinking, they're probably just like they don't want to mess with his image no more because it's bringing them bad press and they'll probably just cut the deal short and let him go. Um, if that is the case, then that is not a very smart move because I'm pretty sure that he's going to have to pay up 
all the money that they fronted him for any Blueface project that he did. Um, which in reality, like, you could just work and pay it off. Um, so, yeah. Anything else? I know there was a, a shooting last night that I don't have enough information to speak on and I will bring it to you guys next week once everything plays out but um, I do want to send my condolences to my community um, who went out last night and you know some people ended up passing you know and it's crazy to see that still to this day and you can walk in anywhere and just not even make it home like it really truly is a blessing to make it back home at the end of the day so yeah um Let's close that out and head over to our next section, which is Caldero Talk. All right, all right, all right. Usually when I have somebody else here with me, I'm a little bit more animated, um, but it's kind of just me and you watching. Um, so I'm a little bit more reserved. And, you know, I've been kind of like low key, like I'm trying to whisper into the microphone and stuff. So, um, yeah, <laughs> if you're wondering why that's going on, this is Caldero Talk, the part of the show where we. I honestly don't know. We discuss the main topic. Nina is usually the one that does this intro, so I don't even have a rhyme for this. Uh we discuss we present the topic dissect and discuss i remember that um as i look over at the empty nina chair um and we just you know we give you the kainé the kainé that's that's my part that's what i was supposed that's what i always say is the kainé <laughs> um so i came up with this um seven things i've learned or come to terms with so far in my 30s right good so, like I said, Caldero Talk is usually Nina's uh, part of the show where she comes up with a conversation topic and we kind of just both chime in. Um, so, for me, I was like, what do I want to talk about? And I'm like, you know what? I feel like this is a good, you know, this is a good topic. I, I made a list of, like, episodes that I wanted to do. And then this was one of the ones that popped out to me. Obviously, I love talking about growth and people's journeys. And, um, you know, I'm in right now what i consider to be entering my mid 30s where i'm only going to be 34 in six months but still like that's pretty major you know you're like in that mid phase um in your 30s and i turned 33 and it's like i had to have a realization of where i am in my life and what it is that i want to do with my future and you know putting a lid on a lot of things in my past so in coming up with this topic and, you know, writing down some notes, I got notes, um, I came up with a few things and I was like, I, I was able to list seven. I had eight going um, and I actually might have an eighth one if I remember it. Um, so my first one is uh, don't take anything too personal. And I have been practicing that in the past year. I started reading the four agreements. I don't know the author. I'm not even going to try to sound smart. It's not going to happen. Um, but look it up. The four agreements. It's like, you know, a yellow book with the four. It literally says the four agreements. Anyways, um, I listen to them on audiobook, um, like every few weeks. No 
cap. It's also because it's the only book I've ever bought on audiobook, but it's a good read. Um, and whenever I feel like I'm kind of being a little bit sensitive about everything, I tune into that because, you know, one of the four agreements is that don't take anything too personal. And that always stuck out to me because it's like when I look at it, when I looked at my past, like everything that was bothering me about someone was because they did something that I took personal, you know, and I was like, huh. You know, that kind of just helped me change the ways of looking at things. And it's not that I'm going to allow the disrespect because I'm not. But it's more so that I'm not going to give it that value that it was personally done to me. Because at the end of the day, you know, it either taught me something or it led me to a blessing, which maybe was like that I needed to just get away from you. You're not the right energy I should have around me. And maybe that's what it was. So it's like not a negative thing, but just really understanding like things. People are going through things. Sometimes people don't know how to communicate. Sometimes people don't know how to take you. Right. They don't know how to look at you and be like, oh, I can understand this guy. Like sometimes I come off very like cocky and conceited and then some other times you meet me and I'm just like hey how are you like very humble and just quiet um there's that nose again <laughs> baby it's, this nose is working overtime this week yes is it my nose ring I don't know what what it is okay <laughs> um so yeah don't take anything too personal um just really understand that people everybody's going through their own journey right now um so I will say with that, learn to be upfront about your shit and learn to be upfront with communication, because I also feel like this is if I was to allow you to just be crazy to me and be like, oh, <laughs> I'm not taking it personal. No, when I say I'm not taking it personal, it means I'm not losing sleep at night, you know, but if you talking crazy to me, I'm going to ask you, yo, you good? You, you seem a little like you good because. It's getting very hectic right now, you know, and it, it didn't have to, you know, so, yeah. Um, my second one is not everyone is your friend. And that kind of ties in with the first one with not taking anything too personal, right? Because a friend knows that, well, a friend should know that boundary. And if your friend doesn't know that boundary, then they haven't studied you enough and you haven't studied them enough. And maybe that's where you need to work on. But all my friends, like they know that boundary not to cross with me, my current friends, um, my previous friends um, and previous versions of my current friends didn't know those boundaries. Right. But I also didn't know what boundaries I had within me. I had to communicate that with them and be like, yo, like, that's not cool. Like when you're mad at me, you know, the way you dispose of me, the way that you make me feel like that's not cool. Like if you say you love someone, then you stick with them through thick and thin. You don't just leave. You know, and then once you've tried and, you know, you've given your good attempt of like one or two times or even three times. And, yeah, it does. It does warrant a cutoff or whatever the case may be, um, whatever will help you, you know, with your growth. But I feel like understanding that not everyone was my friend was one of the easiest. It was when it got easier for me to communicate with people. Right. Because I feel like a lot of times and I've watched this play out in my eyes like people will meet each other and they click right 
you ever just met someone and this just like instant like oh my god this person gets me and then three weeks later you see them still chilling you're like all right cool like that's cute you know y'all still friends and then a year later it's like fuck that bitch i don't fuck with that bitch and you're just like yeah well the way you became friends, like, look at the environment you became friends in, you know. And when I say these situations, I've seen them play out mainly when I'm drinking and drunk. And a lot of people have tried this situation on me. And I always have to give people the disclaimer of, like, when I'm out drinking with people, it's like, you know, this is not who I really am. I'm just having a good time and I'm feeling free and loosened up. Um, but in real life, I'm a little bit more reserved and, you know, a little bit more quiet. Um Whereas I am, I am very loud and, and outspoken, but at the same time, if I'm in a new environment, I get a little bit more chill, as you see in this episode. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so making sure that you have a clear understanding of, you know, everyone that you're with, just because they are let, allowing it to happen right now doesn't mean that it's always going to be okay. Um, and making sure that you understand your friends and your friends understand you. That's very important. Um, whenever somebody in my friend group, you know, does something to aggravate me, because it's normal, we're all going to get upset with with each other. Um, I always try to communicate and I'm like, hey, I didn't think that that was cool. You know, maybe not in the moment, maybe I come back to it. Um, but I always try to come back with the conversation and just look check yourself. Um, and there's never been an issue with that. It's always worked out for me. So, like I said, it's about how one of the one of the four agreements is be impeccable with your wording. OK, and make sure that when you are communicating something, you are communicating. You are not just touching the surface and letting that letting everything else just go. No, baby. Communicate. Get it all off the chest. Um, the third thing is stop stop expecting and start accepting. Um, I think in my 30s, I've had to really level up my mentality, right? Because when I was in my 20s, I had this like weird fantasy that somebody was going to walk in and be like, you're a dancer. And I was going to be like, yes, how did you know? And they're like, I saw it in the way that you lifted your pinky. And I'm like, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I was expecting. I was expecting somebody to notice my talent. I was expecting somebody to tell me how talented I was, how I was deserving of things. Um, instead of just accepting the fact that I had to put the work in, I had to put myself out there. I had to work on being myself if I wanted to attract those things, right? Because then in my mid-20s, this whole fascination with manifestation, manifestation, manifestation came in, right? Everybody's everybody's using this word, manifest, manifest. You got to manifest. You got to charge some crystals, and then you got to let that energy, and then... And I was like, whoa, 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 like... Give me some crystals. What are we doing? Let's get it. Um, and then like about two or three months in of practicing like crystals and manifestation and all of these things, I sat there and I said to myself, well, how the fuck is anybody going to realize that I'm doing something when I don't even do it? Why am I expecting results when I'm not accepting the fact that I'm not putting enough hard work in to get results? You want to be a dancer, but you're home every day. And every time you get some money, 
you going out, you drinking. The math ain't mathin', baby. Because it's like, yes, yes, you can absolutely manifest and it can possibly happen, right? But there is hard work behind everything. And manifestation is only going to work if you are doing the work. A lot of y'all are not doing that. A lot of y'all are sitting there praying. And baby, the, the things that you need to understand is that nothing just lands on your plate, right? You have to be walking in that path in order to have something just show up for you. So stop expecting your life to change and start accepting your life for what it is and change with it. And I had to really learn that. Right. Because when I turned 30, I was like, these next 10 years, I'm going to fucking be rich, famous. I'm going to go and move and all these things, this wild, extravagant life that I had pictured for myself that I was expecting. Um, And then I turned 31 and then 32. And now I'm 33 and not much has changed, you know, not much has changed. Um, but realizing that if I want to be that millionaire, if I want to have that property, if I want to be an entertainer or whatever it may be, I need to put in the work. I need to start accepting that I'm not doing enough. And, you know, uh, no, I need to stop expecting that I'm doing enough and then accept that it's not enough. You need to do a little bit more. Um, and so that's one of the the lessons that I've really been trying to work on. And um, I think a lot of people can agree is just stop expecting things to happen for you and start accepting everything that is happening for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a job, you're able to get up. You, like I said earlier, just you, you're able to go home. That's a blessing on its own. <laughs> like, Accept that. Love it. Live it. Earn it. Okay. So let's go over to the fourth. Uh, my fourth point, I guess. Um, cream, 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 cream. Cash rules everything around me. Um, I think as I've gotten older, I've ha- I've started to realize the value of a dollar, uh, especially in this day and age where we're about to go into a very tough or we're in the middle or I don't know the growth, the way grocery is set up right now. Um, yeah, the value of a dollar, like uh, understanding that, you know, money is not everything, but everything requires money. So it's like if you want to have a good time, you need to have some money. Um, I'm still working through a lot of my financial issues that I think stem from a lot of my childhood issues. And this this lifestyle that was portrayed for me when I was a child, um, now being an adult, I need to really like sit down with myself and be like, you need to start saving money. You need to start doing this because I'll go through moments where I'll have like a, a couple seven hundred, eight hundred dollars saved. And then I'm like, I need to buy 17 of these. <laughs> so um, understanding that, yes, cash rules everything around you, right? Cream, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. But at the end of the day, um, you know, prefacing your mental health before the dollar bill is very important. And understanding that if you want to get somewhere else, you have to go through this, not quit, not go under, not go over, go through it, 
right? Because there is a lesson to be taught here um, so that you can really get to that level. And it's like how I think about money. Like I have to go through these phases where I'm like dirt broke. Bills are paid. Car is paid. Gas is full. But personally, broke. You know what I mean? It's like I can't go out this weekend because, um, you know, because of my behavior three months ago with my credit card, I'm still paying it off. So I'm not able to enjoy myself this weekend. Um, so I think that's very important. And I think that's something that I'm also learning and coming to terms with is that the money aspect in my life. How to, what how important is money to me? What am I willing to do for it? <laughs> and um, how can it get me to where I need it to get me? Um, so, yeah, that's why I labeled it cream, because basically anywhere you look in your life, money. OK, the fifth one is if you wanted it, you would have, you know, if you wanted to do it, you would have done it. I am so tired of talking to people like I wish when they start with I wish I'm just like, Jesus, I'm drained I'm drained already. Like, just do it. Just do it. Yes. You know. There are hypotheticals like, I wish I can go jump off a plane. Yes, tomorrow you can't just go jump off a plane. I mean, you can, but you also can't because you might just not be ready. Um, but if you want to, you can work up to it, right? And then I catch up with people a year later and I'm like, yo, did you ever like go jump off the plane? They're like, nah, I'm still, I still wish I would do that. And I'm like, you don't want to though. Like wish and want two different things. You don't want to do it. Um, I've always been more of like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to commit um, there are certain aspects of my life right now where I'm not committing and I'm catching it and I'm like, yo, you need to reroute. You need to figure this shit the fuck out. Right. Cause it's not working, baby. Uh, especially with my fitness. Like I've been working out a lot, but I haven't been following up with great eating, um, eating habits like I did the first time around. So it's kind of just having that reality check of just like, hello, can't expect change stop expecting change if you're not putting in the work start start accepting that you're not working hard enough for it period poo if you wanted to you would but you're not <laughs> so i think that's pretty self-explanatory but yeah i think if there's anything on your mind right now that you're like yo i wish i've always i wish i would have always done that i wish i could have danced i wish i could take a dance class i wish i could sing i wish i could model i wish I do it do it figure it out google facebook facebook groups there's a lot of facebook groups um probably in your area that are with adults who are trying to do the same thing you know so look into it the fifth one i mean sorry the sixth one is no no answer is an answer this is one that I wish a lot of people would just fucking follow. Because sometimes the, the explanations I'll be giving me, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. You a stupid, dumb bitch, period. <laughs> no answer is an answer. Excuse me. Um, I have been in a lot of situations with people who have misunderstood me or just did not like me, period. And then they'll come around to liking me and then, you know, They'll ask for things or whatever, and I will just leave them on red because, baby, I'm letting you know no answer is an answer. Like, don't expect something from me. Don't expect me to help you. Don't expect just because we're friends, just because I have a podcast, um, whatever the case may be. Like, don't expect two things. Don't expect free service from me. 
because it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. And don't come over here with this, oh, it's great exposure. We good. We we okay. Like, we're not doing it. Ain't no exposure I'm searching for out here. I'm good. Second thing I'm going to say is if I do, because I've done, if I do do free work for anyone, it is on your terms to figure it out. But it's on my terms to you know, to communicate my boundaries because what you're not going to do is get a full product for free. It doesn't work like that, you know? So um, in those senses, when people have hit me up, I've left them on red, right? Because when I, what I hear in those messages is a lot being asked from me and then you're just offering me nothing. And I don't work like that, you know? So no answer is an answer, that was a pretty long tangent, and I was trying to wrap it back in. I had lost my point midway, but that's what being in your 30s is about. <laughs> so um, no answer is an answer. Understanding that, you know, commuting, to, not even saying anything back to someone is saying enough. And if they need to hit you up for clarification, just hit them with that. Like, no, I answered. I just, you know, you just, it went over your head, baby. You, you didn't catch it. <laughs> um. And then uh, the last one, I'll actually leave you here with uh, the seventh one. Um, take accountability. Take accountability. I don't know what music was playing, but it, it was playing. I heard Nina. Yeah, we, we both. Yeah. So um, that's what I was like. Take accountability. I think we talk about accountability a lot. It's a word that I probably say about three to five times a week. Um, be accountable for your actions. Like, uh, uh, I hate someone who does something and made somebody feel away, and then that person, you know, is communicating to you like, "Yo, you made me feel away," and then they're like, "Oh, but why? Like, uh, what do you mean, why? You are being held accountable right now. Apologize, acknowledge, accept. Okay. It's wild to me how many adults don't take accountability for their shit, like." how are you guys handling these conversations when your kids are coming to you and they're telling you about a traumatic experience and your answer was always to just shut up and toughen up, take accountability for that because you just shut their emotion down. Like talk to them, be an accountable person, be, an, be somebody who is responsible in their life and can guide them with direction, not with action, not with shut up. Nobody wants to hear you crying. Well, goddamn, let me cry. Accountability. Take it. Own it. Accept it. It'll help you. Let's go over to our last section. A reposar. kind of ended that caldero talk very abrupt and i apologize um i probably should have closed it out like i said y'all this is a learning experience for me although i do have my own podcast reality um that is also interviewing just local creatives and helping them giving them a spotlight and some media content for their portfolios um but i've never really sat down and had like a conversation uh, on a podcast and it's something that I would like to do with my new season of reality 
so I thought this would be a great practice run uh, and kind of get feedback with everyone and see what they thought of this episode. So <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, so this is Reposal. And this is the part of the show where we leave you with some positive affirmations and any announcements that we may have. My quote for the week is... I don't even have one. Um, I think everything that I said in Caldero Talk, like, listen to that again. You know, listen to that again. Um, and and really remember that in your life, you are you should be your priority, right? And if you have kids, your kids are your priority. Um, and your loved ones are your priority. And most importantly, your peace should be your priority. Your peace. If it makes you happy, bro, do it. If it makes you happy. Um, as far as announcements, I want to announce to everyone that if you are listening to this episode right now, you are a subscriber. This is a subscribers only episode. We do drop bi-weekly public episodes and then bi-weekly subscriber episodes. The subscription is $2.99 a month and it goes towards helping us stay afloat over here in our little neck of the wood. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a really fun season so far and I can't wait for Nina to get back and us to just be vibing and doing our thing for episode number eight or seven. I think it's episode number eight. Jesus Christ, I don't know where we're at. But yeah, mi gente. <laughs> My name is Rosales and I'm blasting off and I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh, Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.